All right, everybody, welcome back. Hour number three, it is again January the 16th, 2021. Uh, our guest now, delighted to have him back actually, Mr. James Perloff. He's an independent researcher and author of several books, including 13 Pieces of the Jigsaw, Solving Political, Cultural, and Spiritual Riddles, Past and Present, and Truth is a Lonely Warrior, his latest book, COVID-19, and the agendas to come, red pilled. I'm not sure how to read that, uh, James, but I got it in there. Anyways, this fall it became censored from Amazon and is now instead published via an independent book publishing, which James will fill us in on as we go through here. The ebook version of COVID-19 and the agenda to come, red pilled, is available free now on demand via private email to James, which we'll discuss as we go along. His website is James Perloff. Dot com. That's James Perloff, one word, dot com. James, welcome back to Inside the Eye Live. Um, thank you very much, uh, Dennis. Thank you for having me back. I know it's been at least a couple of years. Uh, last time, I think half the broadcast got uh, rubbed out by technical difficulties, which we never really understood. Yeah, it was actually so bad. I think you're the only guest I've ever had on the show that does not have an archive page. So it's great to have you back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the only guy. You, you you got some history here. We obviously have the full show, but we never it, it was just such a bad recording. You you remember that too. Obviously, me too. That's oh like, yeah. I was it was a terrible day actually. It's like, man, why is this going on? Guys, I first met James through Twitter. Uh, doing my Twitter when I had a Twitter account, I was one of the first to go, James, years ago. Uh, but that, back in the Twitter days, I was following James and James was following me. I liked what you were putting out on tweets, James. And it was just uh, great stuff. And, uh, we had a great time back in the day. Uh, you're almost a lone wolf out there on Twitter, aren't you? Well, I've lost, uh, well over a thousand followers since the weekend. And, uh, you never know when you're going to be next. Uh, there, they seem to be progressively deplatforming every voice, you know, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or you name it. Uh, that's where people are retreating to places like Gab. Um, but there, there's certainly an all-out censorship, and perhaps that is a indicator that you're planning something big that they don't want discussed. I don't know. Now, you've got your latest book, COVID-19 uh, and the Agendas to Come. Uh, what's the premise of that book? I mean, when did you when did you write it? Uh, obviously, after COVID was released, but uh, what what kind of inspired this to come out so quickly? Well, I uh, as some people who have already heard me do shows know I was working on a major book on nine eleven. I really wanted to resolve that issue uh, very objectively, and um, it was a big book. I already had sixteen chapters, rough drafts written, and a lot more to go, but. Then COVID hit, and it was very clear that these guys weren't boiling the frog anymore. They had their foot on the accelerator. They're pushing for the new world order now, now, now. And so I wrote a blog post about the uh, deficiencies of the COVID narrative. And by the way, I'm a registered nurse, was registered nurse for 45 years. I uh, retired in 2019, just before COVID was, before it hit. And, uh, of course, I've also been a journalist writing for the New American, wrote for the New American from 1985 to 2012 and wrote several books. But I, I started writing on COVID and the blog post, I kept expanding it because new information kept coming in. But the blog post is getting too long for online reading. I said, you know what, I got to make this into a paperback. So I worked flat out, 
morning, noon, and night for uh, almost three months. Uh, you know, did everything I needed to do for a, a paperback, the proofreading, the typesetting, the cover design, uh, you know, hiring people, of course, for, for these uh, processes and uploaded onto Amazon August the tw- uh, 20th. And the book, uh, I want it to be very thorough. It's uh, only a little over 200 pages, but it's divided into 27 chapters. And I um, sought to cover every major aspect. The first of five parts of the book is on the lockdowns. Uh, including the civil liberties impact, the health impact, the economic impact, and uh, medical scholars have spoken out against it. And they also have a chapter in there on the evidence against masks and social distancing. Then the second part, I call the methodology of panic, and I talk about bigger pandemics we've had that we didn't lock down for, and I um, talk about some of the fake news in the media, and I talk about how they inflated the death numbers through uh, bad modeling through conflating COVID with other diseases through tampering with death certificates. And of course the whole nursing home controversy, the Cuomo and some of the other governors and also the PCR and other tests that the, the accuracy of those tests. And then the third part is about theories about what COVID really is. And I talk about the mainstream theory, the bioweapon theory, the 5G theory, and other theories that have come out from people like Zach Bush, Stephanie Sanoff, and Andrew Kaufman. Because I wanted, you know, I, I didn't want to be like 9-11. I didn't want to be in a case where I latch onto one theory and I, I get cognitive dissonance because somebody else has got another theory. No, I wanted everybody to have a, f- a forum within the book. And then the fourth part, of, fourth of the five main sections of the book is on the deep state's end games. We've got chapters on population reduction, Bill Gates the global vaccines. I've got one called eight reasons why we don't need a COVID vaccine. And I've got one, another chapter just on hydroxychloroquine because so much information came out on that. Then we got one on the global ID, one on the cashless society and the great reset and one in contact tracing in the surveillance state. And the final section of the book uh, has two chapters. One is lays out possible scenarios for the future. And the other is called hope and encouragement. We talk about, the awakening that's taking place and some of the other reasons why we should feel encouraged despite um, the uh, the deep state endgame uh, that's um, unfolding upon us right now. So that's kind of the book, uh, and that's what I uploaded onto Amazon. We can get into what happened on Amazon. That's a story in itself, but I don't want to be talking, um, uh, you know, monologuing here for too long. It's okay. You know, uh, big news came out of Spain, I think, just uh, two days ago. They have mandated now – a complete massive rollout of vitamin D to the entire population. Uh, they found that deaths were decreased by 80% by uptake in vitamin D. Have you heard much about that study, and did you cover that in your book? I did cover my book, and there was a study from Northwestern University a few months ago which found that there was a tremendous correlation between uh, low vitamin D levels and death as well as uh, the cytokine storm that occurred, uh, especially early on in COVID, uh, victims. This cytokine storm is when the immune system would go into an autoimmune reaction in the lungs and this caused a rapid decline in death in a few individuals, not most, but a few individuals. And that was the one thing that really seemed to distinguish the uh, COVID nineteen from the regular flu. Can and you? They, they were seeing can that you, early on. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain just for everybody, including myself, what exactly is a cytokine storm? Okay, well, it, it's an element of the uh, autoimmune system that begins to attack 
uh, uh, the immune system that begins to attack the body itself. And um, no one has explained why this uh, autoimmune response occurred. It occurs in the lungs. It occurs in the alveoli, which is the basic cell of the lung where the gas exchange, the oxygen exchange occurs. And some people, you know, actually, this is interesting, uh, before COVID became a name, this is like last summer, uh, my wife had a distant cousin who um, was in California. We were not close to this person at all, but she was only 29. And she went to the hospital to visit her boyfriend. She was in perfect health. And four days later, she was dead. And uh, the, the report we got was that she died from pneumonia. It was a rapid pneumonia. And I said to my wife, you know, I've never heard of, of somebody dying from pneumonia in four days. Um especially a young, healthy person, that's unheard of. And I think that was a very early case. And we're seeing more reports of that now that COVID didn't really begin in Wuhan. It was already here in America uh, early on. I, I think that my wife's cousin was one who, who did suffer from that. Yeah, I heard that uh, one theory on that was that it actually leaked from Fort Detrick. And that's when, oh, they, yes. came, that's when they came out with the, the vaping you know, they blamed it on the vaping, but in reality, it was a Fort Detrick leak. That's what I was hearing in the early days. A leak or deliberate. Uh, yes, um, or as deliberate. As you probably know, uh, yeah, uh, um, Dr. Fauci, um, uh, his, his department uh, at, at NAH uh, gave a, a, um, a, a special exception for uh, the uh, Level 3 Bioweapons Lab down at um, – uh, University of North Carolina, where they were using specimens from Fort Detrick for gain of function research. This was criticized sharply at the time. And they had, uh, scientists from China there, including Dr. Zheng Li Shi, who's the, uh, head of the, their bi- level four bioweapons lab in Wuhan, of all places. And then, um, uh, they there was a moratorium on biochemical weapons development, but they made an exception for that lab in North Carolina. And then the Chinese took it back to Wuhan and Dr. Fauci, this is covered in Newsweek, by the way, I've got the quote in my, my book. Uh, Dr. Fauci continued to put U.S. Tox, taxpayer dollars into the lab at Wuhan for continued, uh, development of this coronavirus from a bat at this lab in Wuhan. Um, uh, amazing that all, all this was going on, but there's so many predictors. I'm not saying, of course, that's, that was the cause of COVID-19, but it's certainly one of the more credible theories that's been advanced. How much uh, involvement, I heard uh, French, some French pharmaceutical companies, uh, Gates Institute companies, how much involvement, international involvement, did you find with the Wuhan lab? Uh, well, of course, uh, you know, uh, they're all interconnected. I mean, um, the Gates Foundation, uh, as it was last year, gave them over a hundred million to, uh, Fauci's NIH, you know, there's, and, uh, of course, uh, they've got the, the Gavi Alliance that, um, Bill Gates has, is funded. And, uh, there was the case, uh, we've got precedents for this. If, if you go back to, the H1N1 flu, swine flu of 2009, uh, the World Health Organization was working in tandem with pharmaceutical companies and the pharmaceutical companies had agreements with European countries that the European countries would start buying their vaccines if the World Health Organization lifted the um, pandemic level of H1N1 to level six, which of course they did. This is why you can't trust organizations like 
the um, World Health Organization, which was top funder now is the Gates Foundation. You know, they're making the Gates is making billions of dollars, never mind his tax free foundation. Who knows how much of his own personal 100 plus billion dollars he's got wrapped up in these vaccine companies. Yeah, I heard he he pretty much bragged that his investments in vaccines has a 20 to one return. He did say that, yes. And, uh, of course, uh, he and Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, you know, who've censored my, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say he personally censored it, of course. I, I don't th- doubt that he was involved with that, but, um, uh, Amazon has a vested interest in, uh, suppressing books that, uh, present scientific evidence contrary to the lockdown because they're making huge profits off of it. There was a headline in mainstream media that Bezos made 13 billion in one day during the lockdown. Yeah, and the lockdowns, of course, remain a, a concern, especially in the European countries, more than America even, but up in Canada equally. What did you draw from all these various lockdowns? Is this, you view it mainly as politics, uh, wealth transfer? How Absolutely. are you reading that? Oh, there's no reason to lock down the economies. You know, uh, we've never, uh, quarantined healthy people before. This is a yes, first exactly. for medicine. Um, it's dumb, uh, actually. And, it's dumb. The destruction for the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said this is dumb. It's like you guys got, you guys are all upside down. This is just stupid. It's like we're staring at a bunch of stupid people from a practical point of view. So it's gotta be politics on the other side. Oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's like the red pill people looking at the, at the blue pill people. And, um, sure, you know, uh, there was a report that I quoted in my book from Reuters that predicted 28 million Americans would become homeless uh, due to inability to pay rent or mortgage. And I've recently seen a stat that brings that up to 40 million. So how can that be good for people's health and the and the destruction of small businesses? I've read that over three million restaurant workers are um, uh, out of work because their restaurants closed permanently. And I got an uh, email uh, requesting one of my uh, free Copies of my uh, ebook just the other day from a lady who worked as a waitress in Pennsylvania. She's been out of work since March. How are people surviving? It's incredible. In fact, um, I'm glad I made my ebook version free. I can't do it with a paper book because paperback because it, it costs, costs money it. to print that. But uh, I've heard from so many people who, are, who say they can't even afford to buy a book because they have not worked in months. Um, the the lockdowns effect is is um, is on a. It's just. We, we can't even imagine uh, the, the millions of people. I mean, uh, by May, we already had 28 million unemployment claims, and that w- didn't include all the people who couldn't get through on the phone to the unemployment offices. And, of course, the, the how are the governments going to pay for that? Uh, because they depend on taxpayer revenue, and with people out of, out of work, they can't pay taxes. But, of course, all of this is leading to the Great Reset. They want the economies. There are people at the top who are very rich who want the – middle class to collapse. They want the economies to collapse so they can then put us onto this um, Chinese beta tested system where, you know, you get a, a digital allowance from the government if you're a good citizen, if you have a high social credit score. I mean, they're setting us up for a very Orwellian future. You know, what's interesting is I do a lot of business with China, you know, personally. Uh, my ex-wife is Chinese and you know, this story, I mean, like I've got a friend of mine, he's got 20, 22 employees. They're not on this universal income, and it's like they're trying to sell for us things that are even far more draconian than the Chinese have. You know, in China, at least they have this 
huge business for people like you and me at this level. You know, we can't go too high or else our necks get chopped off, right? But, you know, if you go on this level, the, the, the economy works. They're actually selling for America in the West something that is way more draconian than China. Same type of, and even more draconian on the social structures. That's what's amazing me, is it's really maybe patterned after them, but it's on steroids. Everything is on steroids. It's like, Insan- it's insanity, what what they're talking about. You're right. Uh, well, you've probably seen some of the pictures of people celebrated in Wuhan with uh, no social distancing and masks. And uh, I, I uh, bounced this from an, another guy's mm-hmm. idea, but I made a meme of Wuhan, uh, Wuhan celebration. I said they can change the name of Wuhan to Wuhoo. Well, the rest of us uh, in the West go into lockdown. By the way, my wife is uh, Chinese, but she's from Taiwan. You know, uh, the People's Republic of China's political opponent, um, and her father, uh, went to Taiwan with Chiang Kai-shek in 1949. Mm. But, um, uh, you know, uh, back in, uh, July, and I quoted this stat in my book, Taiwan has a population of 24 million, and they only had a grand total of, um, uh, six deaths in Taiwan from, um, COVID, uh, despite that, and yet they never went to lockdown. They never closed the businesses or the schools or the churches. Um, and you can't social distance in Taiwan. It's so crowded there that people would be mm-hmm. out in the ocean if you tried to have six feet of social distancing. But I, I asked my wife to please check how many deaths since July um, in Taiwan. There's not been a single one from COVID. And, and of course, Sweden, the same thing. You know, uh, Sweden's not an, an island like Taiwan, but Sweden's death rate is extremely low and they never went into lockdown. So you can see that something's being implemented. And I personally would have to say that it's uh, being brought in draconian fashion against Canada, the United States, New Zealand, Australia, and Europe, because these are the places with the people who are most informed and most opposing the new world order. They're less concerned about Africa and South uh, uh, America Um uh, in, in the Far East, not to say that there aren't people there fighting the New World Order, but most of the the, um, the actions been coming from the Westerners. Of course, I know that you're broadcasting this out of the the uh, the, the Middle East, um, but um, uh, I, I think that there is a there is a targeted population here, and the the Wuhan initial response was a, was a beta test or a model for that. You know, I don't know about you. I saw the first videos coming out. Also saw them coming out of Italy. And you had these people like collapsing on the street, you know. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're collapsing on the street. And I'm still of the frame of mind that this was maybe far more propaganda to gin up the fear than actually such a serious event. And ours, it was more a media fabricated threat than there ever was a real biological threat. That's my take on this thing. Because when we saw the first videos coming out, you know, people supposedly walking on the street and they just collapse. Uh, yeah, we're, whatever. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense to me. So I was thinking this was probably something to do with our, quote unquote, our Jewish media, because they could stop it. They don't have to report the way they do. And the Chinese as collaborators 
to essentially take down the United States. That was prize number one. Then there's multiple agendas, pharmaceuticals, control, new world order, great reset. It's like all these various competing agendas or parallel agendas working together. Did you come to any conclusion similar to that? Uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, there is a, uh, a theory, a credible, very credible theory, the one you've just explained that these were crisis actors. So there's another theory, and this was the 5G theory yes, that, yes. uh, you know, uh, Wi-Fi is, uh, broadly disseminated, but 5G is, is pointed as a beam. And, um, Wuhan was the rollout city for 5G in China, and they had over 10,000 transmitters. And there was a th- also a theory, that uh, people were being struck with beams. Now, uh, there's a um, pres- the president of the Harmonics Corporation, his name uh, Shigiaki Hakasui. I quote him in my book, um, but he wrote an article years ago about how electromagnetic frequencies, when they're up to 60 gigahertz, 98% of the um, electromagnetic energy is absorbed by oxygen. Now, what effect does this have on a human being uh, who's being hit with this? We really don't. I don't think we really know because I don't think we've really had tests conducted. Uh, I think you have to conduct scientific tests, you know, to see what happens. But some people believe that people in Wuhan were not able to process oxygen because they were being hit by this 5G that was being aimed very directly. Correct. It would be directed. Yeah, it has. That's another. Theory. It would have to be yeah. directed. You know, you'd have to go for the heart or something just to try to take them out. Yeah, the idea was that they couldn't process it. You know, there was an interesting video. Um, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm very conscious of the fact that my book um, can't, um, I, I can't update it all the time. So on my website, jamespoloff.com, I have a web type, uh, upsite, I'm sorry, I have a book updates page. And uh, there's a very recent um, uh, interesting interview with uh, Dr. Uh, Larry uh, Pelevsky, who's a 30-year pediatrician. He says that, COVID is much more like a blood disease than a respiratory disorder. He says he looks at the COVID patients. They don't have congestion. Uh, they're able to talk. They're able to breathe. And yet they've got these very low blood oxygen levels. And he's also pointing out you know, the inability to smell and taste, which he, he links to zinc, uh, lack of processing of zinc. And he says, again, this is like a blood disorder. This could be from toxins as opposed to, you know, of a, a viral uh, contagion. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's, th- that's one of the, th- one of the theories that's, uh, been, uh, been, uh, propounded and that, um, uh, what we're seeing, uh, in people is actually, uh, something going on in, in, the, in their, uh, systemic, um, uh, uh, makeup as opposed to something that's, uh, simply, simply a viral disorder. Yeah, I'd heard that too, because you had the, the cases out of Italy talking about the blood being basically coagulated. It was already thick. It, there's no blood able to push right. through the, the veins. It was already like cement, you know, basically. You know, I'll tell you what, James, uh, yeah, before you so, go, James, before you get in, we're going into a break. James, we're going into a break now. So, uh, okay. everybody, James Perloff, again, the book is James COVID. 19 and the agenda to come. Is that what it is? Red pill? Something like that? I think I said that right. Yeah, uh, and the agenda to come, red pill. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, we're going into a break. Back with James Perloff right after this. <laughs> 
All right, everybody. Welcome back. Final half hour of the show. How is that, man? We got through another day. That's always a great thing, doing this live stuff. We fortunately have a guest here today, Mr. James Perloff. Again, he's got a new book out called COVID-19 and the agendas to come, Red Pilled. I'll tell you that Red Pilled, James, that, that, that thing is really taken off, hasn't it? Oh, you mean the, the phrase? Yeah. Yeah, the phrase. Uh, uh, yeah, well, it's become, uh, very evident to people that, uh, they're being lied to in the media. I mean, whether you're talking about the elections or, or COVID or, um, any, almost any facet of our culture now, uh, there's such a great disparity between what the media says and, uh, which we might call the matrix and, uh, what we can see in, in reality, which we would call being, uh, red pilled. So yeah, uh, uh, and I do explain at the start of the book what the term means. Just for a few people may not have seen the movie The Matrix. All right, let's get quickly now into the biological aspect of this. Uh, you see this mainly as prop- propaganda, partial biological weapon. How do you view the whole COVID thing as an actual biological entity? Well, I try to uh, uh, look at uh, various theories that have been presented, and uh, certainly Luc Montagne, who won the Nobel Prize for winning uh for, for discovering the HIV virus and Dr. Francis Boyle who drafted the language of the bioweapons convention and uh, Dr. Cheryl Nass is a bioweapons expert Rashid Buttar and others see it as a biological weapon most likely Dr. Shiva you've probably heard of um uh so they see um as many scientists have in in uh, peer reviewed papers that the biological makeup of the COVID virus uh, appears to have changes in it, which could, according to Luc Montagnier, could only be done in a laboratory. He says it could only be done using tools in a laboratory. And uh, they make a convincing case that there's a bioweapon. And of course, um, the World Military Games took place in Wuhan in uh Late summer of 2019, right before the yeah, outbreak. October. So yeah, it was certainly a chance for the military from some country to disperse uh, a biological weapon at that time. But that's not to say it's the only theory. There are other theories. Like I say, I mentioned, uh, Dr. Um, was it Polevsky, uh, with his, uh, talked about blood disorders and Andrew Kaufman, of course, has been interviewed quite a bit about how what they're identifying under microscopes, electron microscopes, as the COVID virus, which, by the way, they've never completely isolated it. It seems they've only found parts of it. Um, he says that it seems to be um, toxic waste being removed from the cells rather than an actual viral infection. Of course, there's always been controversy about what a virus really is. And you go back for years, there's been, you look in Wikipedia for uh, years ago, they, they were talking about, there's always controversy. Is the virus living? Is it non-living? Uh, it always requires a host. Uh, it does not reproduce uh, the way a bacterium does. So there's a whole controversy about virology that, that goes along with this. But I try to give a voice to people who have that theory about the bioweapon, as well as to people who speak about 5G and other um uh, takes on what uh, COVID might actually be. So when we heard the early days, you know, it's a bioweapon, it's a virus, and then all of a sudden we have everything being shut down, literally international air corridors being shut down. Would that be, you think, a product of the bioweapon itself or just government policy because there seems to be some coordinated effort to want to do this? Oh, absolutely. Government policy, you know, uh, 
You've probably heard of Catherine Austin Fitz, the former HUD director. She gave an excellent interview. It's already been censored on, on YouTube. It must be backed up on BitChute. But she gave an interview. She said the central bankers were planning this all along. And um, they need an excuse. And, you know, the invisible bogeyman of the COVID virus gives them the excuse to do that. Gives them the excuse to collapse markets and to reset the culture and to bring people under authoritarian control. No question that um, this is for uh, Orwellian dystopian purposes, and it's not about an accidental virus, for sure. They've been, they've been, they've been playing around with this stuff like Ebola and MERS and SARS for some time, and I guess they finally hit on the one that they liked. Yeah, do you see something then to the effect that uh, we are looking at a marriage between the biological weapons factories these laboratories and then the pharmaceutical industries and then they're really their henchmen or their quislings in the various medical uh, ministries across the world that, that we are staring down the face of some really draconian totalitarian industry that sees their future in creating really chaos for the rest of us. You see that happen? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, just uh, yesterday there was a headline saying that Microsoft is teaming up with Cigna to create digital passports. And, you know, uh, as of right now, you can't go into a store in many places around the world unless you're wearing a mask. It's a very small bump uh, to start saying that you need a, um, a digital certificate to show you've been immunized, even though Pfizer and other companies are admitting that they don't give immunity. They just relieve symptoms. Uh, but they're, they're starting to um, move towards mandating vaccines, which we expected all along. And you, you've probably seen the interview with Alan Dershowitz, the so-called constitutional scholar, where he says that you have no right to refuse a vaccine under the Constitution because of what he calls the police powers of the Constitution, which I've never found in the Constitution myself. But, yeah, they're, they're working um, – in that direction and um for people of a spiritual perspective of course you know the book of revelation talks about the mark of the beast but which no one could buy or sell and there was a world government in uh described in the, the um uh, book of revelation it says that the antichrist governs the whole world and so to govern the world you need a world government right and uh, i've been talking about that since i wrote my book the shadows of power in 1988 so uh, we've seen this forthcoming for a long time with the Council on Foreign Relations, the EU, the America, the uh, North American Union that was supposed to grow out of NAFTA but didn't happen. Uh, there were many attempts to try to, to consolidate the planet, consolidate control over people's lives and bring about um, a system where everyone would basically, uh, except for the people at the top, uh, be enslaved to the system. You know, we hear a lot about uh, President Trump, right? Uh, warp speed, Operation Warp Speed, we've developed vaccines faster than anybody. Of course, they probably had these in development for years ahead of time anyways, and they just kind of got mm -hmm. public re release. But do you see uh, Trump really being a problem here with his, really his close, I don't know, vested interest in the vaccine itself? You know, he, he did some things that were... Uh, uh, plaudable, such as, uh, defunding the World Health Organization. And, you know, he, he praised hydroxychloroquine, which again, I have a chapter on in my book. Yeah, at the same time, there was no need to develop a, a vaccine at warp speed, uh, which he advocated doing, because even according to the CDC, 
the survival rate for COVID is 99.74%. Now, you got to remember that the CDC uses inflated death rates if anybody dies of advanced cancer or, or heart disease, but they happen to test positive for COVID. The CDC counts that as a COVID death. You look at Stanford, they put the survival rate much higher. In fact, if you're between the ages of 20 and 49, your chances of surviving COVID are much higher than 99.9%. Somebody made a nice meme they said if, this, if the weatherman said the chances of being sunny were 99.9%, would you take an umbrella and put on your raincoat? I don't think so. So why should they mandate uh, vaccines and create them at warp speed? Obviously, there's another agenda here. Again, we're talking about disparity between uh, what the media is saying and pure logic. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I talk to people all the time. I tell them I don't. I don't get it. Why are you – pushing vaccines and why are we allowing our health departments and our health ministries to push vaccines and I'm going to survive at 99.95% of the time? Why am I panicking? Why are you guys making this out to be a big deal? And why do you think you should go risk your entire population with a vaccine? It just doesn't make sense to me. Especially these vaccines are a new kind of vaccine. They are uh, this is true of AstraZeneca, Moderna, and Pfizer. They are mRNA vaccines. They give um, uh, instructions to your genetic code to change it. In fact, the medical, chief medical officer for Moderna, Tal Zaks, bragged in a, a – um, I quote it in my book um, in a TED Talk that we're hacking the software of life. We're going to change your software. With that is to say your, uh, your DNA. And um, actually they've got um, – um, oh, it would take me a little while to find it. Probably, let me see if I can quickly just bring it up. It's sure. a quote from Moderna's um, uh, page, which is kind of uh, web page, which is kind of scary. And what they say is, um, pardon, for, pardon me for a little delay here. Um, okay, here's what they say on their web page. They say that what they're injecting is, quote, an operating system, quote, our mRNA technology platform functions very much like an operating system on a computer. It is designed so they can plug and play interchangeably with different programs, end quote. I don't want anybody uploading a, a new operating system. <laughs> I don't want anybody changing my DNA. But you see that uh, Bill Gates is very similar to Bill Gates, who, up, you know, he updates your operating system, right? Um uh, based upon uh, largely on the threat of viruses, there's a, there's definitely an analogy uh, that is quite credible there. Yeah, don't we also, also don't we also have the same players though involved in what is looking to be like a RICO style criminal syndicate? The Neil Ferguson's, I believe, uh, out in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Gates, uh, Tony Fauci, Deborah Burks, uh, Redmond from the CDC. Did you track mm-hmm. down a pattern of the various? People that appears, you know, even if you don't draw the conclusion, do you kind of hint that this may be uh, some type of criminal syndicate operating here around the globe? Well, I think you can describe the oligarchs around the world as a criminal syndicate that have, uh, you know, uh, they're uh, depleting our economy right now and throwing so many people out into misery and out of work. And you look at the suicide rates and the child abuse rates and. Uh, the poverty rates and, and, uh, I'm sure we're going to see a great increase in crime rates. I consider them, uh, a criminal syndicates. And yes, it is the same players, you know, Bill Gates, Dr. Fauci's been around since the 1980s. Um, uh, the World Economic Forum with Klaus Fuchs has been around since, uh, Fuchs has been around since the 19, um, 
I'm sorry, uh, not Fuchs, Klaus uh, Schwab yeah, since Klaus the uh, 1970s. So, um, yeah, same players um, uh, with a long-term plan. The, the plan for a world government uh, goes back to the creation of the League of Nations um, in 1919. And uh, that it led to the formation of the Council of Foreign Relations in 1921. And those very same players, many of them, were involved in the creation of the UN. And um, uh, were at the uh, UN founding conference in 1945. This is a step-by-step plan to create a new world order. And it's not going to be pleasant. These are not nice guys who have our best interest at heart. Do you see nationalism, uh, really populism in, in America, uh, being somewhat of an antidote to push back against this agenda? Well, I w- it always has been. Um, you know, globalism has always opposed nationalism. And the Journal of the um, Council for Relations, Foreign Affairs, uh, has been lo- – I went through every issue before I wrote my book, The Shadows of Power, and it, w- it was filled with articles denouncing nationalism as a threat to world peace. Um, and uh, so, yes, they're very much against uh, um, nationalism because it represents a threat to world government. Uh, and this, they're, 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 by the way, they're into consolidating everything. They, they bank mergers, media mergers. You know, we have just five corporations that run the media in America today. You know, uh, Disney and, and, and News Corp and uh, um, uh, CBS, Viacom. You know, they're they're all uh, uh, National Geographic used to be an independent magazine. Now it's it's run by Disney. You know, and uh, as is ABC. ABC used to be independent. The Wall Street Journal used to be independent. Now it's owned by News Corp. Um, the same thing with uh, religion, with ecumenicism, and it's the same thing with nations, with consolidating the countries of Europe uh, into the European Union. It's all about consolidation for this final goal of one ruler over the whole world. Uh, that's not a good thing. It's much better to um, obey the, you know, the, the general principles of free enterprise. Stay independent. Don't be centralized. Um, but that's um, that's been a, a, a scheme carried out. Uh, and it goes from generation to generation. Uh, you recall, I, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but Trump's speech at the World Economic Forum, where he was basically saying America is not going to go down this globalist route. We are going to go to our national interest route. We are going to preserve our nation state. We believe that is the best formula for us, and we won't tell you guys what to do, but we expect you to leave us alone. Uh Obviously a threat to somebody seeking global control and with the U.S. being the most powerful nation militarily, at least willing to project that military around the world. Do you view obviously this whole COVID thing is part of a war really to take down Trump? I mean, I know that's what I believe, but where do you fall on that? Well, uh, Trump has I have to admit he's been a disappointment to me in a number of ways. He's been very pro-Zionist, uh, as you probably are aware. Yeah, we're not fans uh, you know, of that bombing, one either, James. Bombing Syria and establishing a permanent military base in Israel and, you know, backing Israel at every turn. Yes. At the same time, I, I, there's been no question about the fact that he's been attacked in the mainstream media every day. And I don't know that it's so much they're against Trump as is they're his followers who he has many followers, his deplorables who are true nationalists, true constitutionalists they're gun owners and they're the kind of people they want to get out of the way um, of this new world order so the deplorables, that's a Bannon I learned that one from Bannon, the deplorables so 
for me though, James, I guess what we really need to do now is where do we see this headed? Because you're talking about the agenda to come, you know, for me, obviously being overseas, uh, travel, international travel is a huge thing. But they're saying, well, you can't travel without a vaccine. I said, if that happens, we shut down global travel. We don't give in to this. At the end of the day, we just don't give in. It makes no sense to me to give in. Um, yeah, at the end of my, yeah, in my book, I religious and political leaders and doctors say, don't give in, don't take the vaccine. Um, you know, this is, uh, about more, it, it, we, we already talked about the fact that more than health, but the fact that they want to alter your DNA, it seems to be central to their plan. Now, I, I know that not all, all of our, uh, listeners are of a spiritual mind, but, um, uh, we're, uh, according to the Bible, we're created in God's image, but if you start to tamper with the DNA, and you, you, you've probably heard about Elon Musk wanting to connect your brain, um, to the internet, and, uh, Klaus Schwab has been talking about turning people into cyborgs through technology in this age of technocracy. Uh, this is very Luciferian, and if you've, if you've read, um, the works of Ted Gunderson, or you go back to the 50s, um, with William Guy Carr of Canadian Intelligence, or you listen to, um, uh, Ronald Bernard, the Dutch currency banker, who says he was asked to partake in satanic child ritual sacrifice as a, one of the, of the top bankers of, of Europe, uh, who he repented of the entire system. We are looking at a very spiritual uh, phenomena taking place where they want to end humanity as we know it, and it's very dangerous. And I would have to say to anyone, do not take that mark. Do not take that digital tattoo. And they are developing a digital tattoo. I quote this in my book. It's not a conspiracy theory. Rice School of Bioengineering, uh, they've got uh, on their own website, they quote uh, Dr. Kevin McHugh, who says that the Gates Foundation came to him. They're developing a, uh, a, uh, a, uh, what he calls a barcode tattoo that can be injected with a vaccination um, and uh, will uh, can be read by a customized smartphone, is the way he puts it. And now MasterCard is uh, working with a company called Trust Stamp. They're actually beta testing this in Africa, where they'll they'll have your uh, your your uh, medical record, your vaccination record, together with your financial record, so that you know you won't be able to to um, go anywhere or buy or sell uh, without uh, your digital uh, vaccination record being embedded right into you. Right around on, uh, at, at uh, the level of your, um, your your physical tissues. So we're dealing with a spiritual phenomenon. This is about more than money. I know when I was young and uh, hippie-minded and socialist-minded, I thought this was just about rich guys trying to get richer. No, ri- money is what they use to motivate people. But at the root of this, this is not about money. This is really about evil. Mm, I agree. Uh, let's. We do have an open policy, phone policy here, James. So let's go out to the four one two area. Good. Hi, you're on the air with James Burloff. Hi, James and Fitch. Uh, this is Scaredy Cat. Okay. Hi. Welcome. Hi. So this is not the time to weaken President Trump. Um. I think warp speed was something that um, Jew culture's monolithic monopoly of doctors and pharmacy medicine. I think they insisted and forced it upon him. And in fact, in the future, he just had to say stuff like that and make the move. And in reality, he, I believe, would not 
actually use the military for door-to-door forced uh, compulsory injections. And I think it would be something like um, uh, Jew culture's war on Islam, how they forced him in his first month of his presidency to bomb Afghanistan and Syria. Uh, you know, the Moab bomb, mother of all bombs. And he deliberately, he had to go along with that, but he just made a great big hole in the ground uh, with the mother of all bombs. And he deliberately aimed it away from people in Afghanistan. And the same thing he did in Syria when NBC News was lauding him for, oh, now he's presidential and bombing you know, the world, uh, but he aimed it at an unused, empty airfield and a uh, disused hangar. Okay, thanks, Scared so, Cat. Okay, yeah, I get what your point. Uh, James, what the point seems to be there is that, you know, Trump here with warp speed, this is all being forced upon him, and he's doing everything he can to deflect it. You you buy into that, that idea? Um. Probably not. I don't think they really would let somebody get to the very top without um, having a large degree of control over him. But uh, there is also no question about the fact that he has been absolutely savaged by the media. And um, every day there's uh, headlines uh, filled with hate for Donald Trump, like no president before him. So, yeah, that that case could be made, but they certainly have every intention of removing him and uh, starting this new regime, which uh, looks like, um, uh, you know, a dress rehearsal for the next Swamp movie. Well, you know, obviously it's a huge subject, you know, COVID-19. The past week and a half has kind of fallen off the radar simply because we have a constitutional crisis in the states. Uh, You know, Trump is out. I mean, he's not going to be the president on the 20th. He can't be. I mean, by law, he he can't be. So, okay, we're either going to have a, a Biden presidency or a military presidency, but COVID-19 is off. Were you kind of impressed? You heard probably Cuomo saying, hey, we got to open up the economy now. There's not going to be anything left, right, as Biden's about to be inaugurated. So you think maybe this is going to be put to bed if they can get Biden in power? Not if they uh, plan this great economic reset. They're going to have to collapse the economy. I economies of the world. I think they're still planning that. By the way, I see we're uh, short on time. I should probably mention about how to get my book. Is, is oh, absolutely, okay yeah. That? we got about four minutes to go. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, James, yeah, how do they get your book? Uh, okay, so my book is is called uh, uh, COVID-19, The Agenda Has to Come, Red Pilled, and it was a bestseller on Amazon. It was a 92% um, five-star, 8% Four star, nobody gave it one, two or three stars and it sold over 3,500 copies in less than two months. And then I got an email. They probably removed it. They refused to give me the reason why. They said it violated their content guidelines, which is very typical of social media platforms like YouTube today. But, um, I already anticipated this. So I had my own printing. Uh, the book is going into its third printing this month and, um, you can uh, get it. Uh, the ban is not only at Amazon, you can get it at Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, uh, your own local um, uh, bookstore. I've got to mention American Free Press carries it, and it's also carried by Power of Prophecy in Texas and other independent sellers. So it's easy to get the paperback. You can also get it from me at my website, jamesperleft.com, in bulk if you want to, you know, to, to uh, have your blue-pedaled friends and family 
Uh, if you want to get a few copies in the hands, I sell it in bulk, you know, uh, five copies, 10 copies, 20 copies, however many you buy, the price keeps dropping. But I also offer it as a free ebook, uh, in three formats, PDF, uh, Mobi, which works with Kindle and EPUB, which is a popular digital format. You just write to me and, um, uh, on my contact form and I will, um, send you and I've, I've sent out thousands of copies and this becomes tens of thousands of copies because there are people who, send it, who are sending it out to their entire, um, email list. That's what they tell me. But this was kind of the best revenge for him. You know, Amazon censored this book the day before it was going to, uh, uh, launch it on Amazon Kindle. Uh, I had already converted it into a digital book, but this kind of backfired on Amazon because I, I got my own distributor. I got um, my own printings going and I created my own ebook, which I've made free for everyone. And I've tried to make this an A to Z book. And again, on my website, I have an updates page, whereas new, new news breaks about COVID, um, that is there uh, to supplement the book. You know what, James, what amazes me is you sold 3,500 3, copies and they're already panicking. That's how desperate these guys are to control everything. They're just insane people at the end of the day. All right, we got about two minutes left. Yeah, about two minutes left to go. Uh, where do you see this heading? Are we going to come out of this cloud? Where do you see it headed? Well, I think that it really is uh, up to us at this point. Uh, I know a lot of people resolve that, you know, this is all subtle in the book of Revelation. It's all prophecy that we're going to go through this uh, temporary period of doom under the Antichrist. But I do believe that God wants us to resist this with all our might. I think that uh, he wants his, we know from the Lord's Prayer that he wants his will done on earth as in heaven. We should resist. This is Luciferian. This is evil. This is a population control. Um, uh, this is the destruction of people's lives, and we need to be fighting it uh, at every turn. I'm so glad that people like uh, Reiner Fulmich, the German, famed German attorney, is pursuing class action lawsuits. We need to be communicating with our, our legislators, with our friends, with um, talk radio, with, uh, uh, you know, besides my book, I wrote a, published a letter in my, my, my local town newspaper and I've, you know, attended uh, uh, town planning board meetings about 5G and we need to fight this at every, every, every turn. So uh, let's keep up the good fight and uh, uh, fight to the very end on this. We will, we are the good guys. We are going to win in the end. We have truth and God on our side. But in the meantime, uh, let's give it everything we've got. And obviously focus on remove, 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 remove the health officials across this country. What do you think? Yes, make them accountable. Make them accountable because, you know, I think that just um, words alone aren't going to be effect. We need to really make them accountable for what they're doing, the lives they're destroying, the economy, the the millions of jobs that have been lost, the lives that have been destroyed, the children sick from wearing masks all day. They need to be held accountable for what they're doing to the public. That's a great way to end it. We're out of time, James. Thanks for coming on. Much better this time. Thank you so much, man. Well, yeah, let's, yeah. let's have you back. That that one worked great. All right, everybody. That's the that's the show. See you Thursday inside the Ally Prime Time. Good night from Riyadh. Good night. Yeah.